Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to another edition of I'll Hang Up and Listen. Woo! The Sabres have won three games in a row. The very first time, as we heard multiple times on the broadcast, this is the first time the Sabres have won three games in a row since their first three games of the season. Uh, couldn't be happier with the performance tonight. I mean, granted, yes, they gave up the lead three times, but they were resilient. They showed desire. And uh, what was the other word I use? Uh, well, just resilient. They were resilient. Um, they weren't willing to back down against a very tough Penguins team that got better at the trade deadline. Uh, granted, Pete, we were, yes, we were playing against Casey DeSmith, their backup goaltender, but Buffalo showed resilience. They they came out ready to play from the from puck drop and really took it to the Penguins. I'm pretty sure at the end of the game, uh, they led, led the shot count and expected goals for. And honestly, God, guys, like, night and day difference pre all-star break this team and what they are now. Um, Rospis Darlene is playing like a top five defenseman in the league. And I won't be told any different. I mean, all those people who wanted him gone and traded two months ago, they can friggin' sit in a pine cone for all I care because he is playing like an absolute elite defenseman right now. You watch it every single game. He takes over certain parts of the games and he sticks out, you know, like a sore thumb but in a good way. Uh, Darlene has been an extreme difference maker on this team for at least two months now. And it's really, he's really starting to shine and get getting the recognition he deserves, especially from this fan base. It's, it's been, it's been a really pleasure to watch and just to see this team and how much they've made. I mean, a Sabres Twitter space was made today by the charging Buffalo couple clicks for them. Uh, and instantly, like I think it was made today, and there was already over a thousand people in there just tweeting and talking about the Sabers. That's what this team has done. They've made this team fun to talk about again. They've made them fun just to be a fan again. Um, I find myself not falling asleep during games anymore, um, even though I could not stand that TNT broadcast. I love Wayne Gretzky. Don't get me wrong, but I have to sit there and watch them kiss the asses of the Toronto Maple Leafs. For another five minutes during that first intermission, I was going to puke all over the place. That was a joke. 
Oh, here's your jerseys, by the way. Your new retro reversible jersey. Nobody cares. This is a game between the Buffalo Sabres and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Why do I got to sit here and watch crap about the Toronto Maple Leafs when they're not stopping shots? Who cares? Like, I can't, I, like, I know, I, it's, oh, it, it really, really just grinded my gears a lot. Um, and Tage Thompson, guys, Tage Thompson is, I mean, I say this every time. Like, I almost feel as like every time I do a post-game uh, reaction video, it just seems I have something new and great to say about Tage Thompson. And this guy's shot is hit top five elite in the league. Like, his release is absolutely insane. And I tweeted out during the game after that first goal. I was like, I can literally listen in my head, RJ, top show for Mama Hides the Cookies. It's Easily, I can hear it in my head, and I just wish I wouldn't have to watch on this TNT broadcast. By the way, Biz, where were you today, bro? Where were you tonight? I mean, you talked all this shit about the Sabres for weeks and weeks and weeks, and where were you tonight? Here was your chance to say it in front of a national to a national audience. Where were you, dude? I, I tw again, I tweeted out he should be forced to read mean tweets from Sabres on the next broadcast. Absolutely, because where was he? Were you yellow? Like all that shit you talked for the last three weeks, and where were you tonight? Sabers, Penguins could have talked all the shit you want, and you were nowhere to be found. Biz, <laughs> who cares? Um, real quick before we get into some of the more of the talking points. Two goals tonight for Tage Thompson. A goal for Zemgus Gergetens. Good for him. You know, he's been uh, in on the lineup. You know, he's been hurt. So it's good to see him get on the score sheet. Akposo with an assist. Matias Samuelson. Uh, I'll get to him in a second. He's, you know, been so impressive since he's been brought up to be a, like a, a staple in this lineup. Um, with an assist tonight. Jeff Skinner with an assist. Alex Tuck with an assist. And he sealed the deal in the shootout. Uh, uh, you know, with that nice, uh, you know, he came in real slow, hesitated and, uh, sealed it in the shootout for us. And Craig Anderson, uh, 23 saves on 26 shots, real nice ceremony. I will get, I will give credit where credit is due. The Buffalo Sabres did a phenomenal job pregame, couple clicks for them, um, with the gold plated goalie stick as a goalie, man, that is awesome. Um, like it's so, I mean, granted, yeah, he played like a good chunk of his career with like teams like Ottawa, with a team like Ottawa. So, I mean, I mean, hopefully maybe when Ottawa comes to town, I'm not sure the next time we play them or if we play there, hopefully Ottawa finds a way to like uh, honor Craig Anderson because he deserves it. That was a really nice gesture on Buffalo's part, Kevin Adams' part, um, that gold-plated stick to commemorate 300 wins. A couple clicks again for Craig. Um, me and Cully were talking about it. Honest to God, he's like one of my favorite goalies of the last 10 years. He's like a hybrid between butterfly and stand-up. Um, you know, you see him kind of like, I know Darren Pang mentioned it a couple of times in the broadcast, but you still see him make those old school types of save where he's not in like a full, like butterfly, almost still standing up, but he does the windmill glove save it, you know, love Craig Anderson and the guy that, what that guy's been through off the ice too, with his family, his wife, Nicole having cancer during that one playoff run. It was kind of like a national news story in, in the hockey world and like, just how resilient him and his family have been uh, through the years. Like no guy deserves that much, much more. You know, I, you know, I wish he could win a cup. Uh, you know, I can't imagine he might play maybe one more year, but uh, I, I just, it's such a shame that a guy like him, a good guy like him hasn't won a cup. Um, but guys, this team is just so resilient. 
resilient, right? Uh, just you see that you see Rasmus Dahlin and how he's emerged and just really become an elite defenseman, elite, and not just with his play on the ice and the fancy stick worth and the and the, sh- and the shooting, like that's the physical play in and around the net. Like you saw that what he got into with Austin Matthews uh, in the Heritage Classic, you saw more of it tonight in front of around the net, man. He's he's got a little bit of mean streak to him, and I friggin' love it, man. I absolutely love this mean streak we're seeing from from uh, from Rasmus Dahlin. Like you know, that's what we want. You know, he's, like again, like it, defensemen take a long time to develop. It is a known fact. Just like goaltenders take a long time to develop. It's it's not like a center or a winger where you can come in and just be you know especially if you're a high pick kind of be, you know, make an impact right away. It takes a little bit, a little while for defensive Victor Hedman didn't have his really first impactful year in the NHL. I think it was until year five. Uh, and Rasmus Dahlin, I mean, he's had on a third head coach, you know, since he's come to the league in four years, third head coach. That's a lot of turnover. That's three different systems, you know, three different coaching styles to, to, to learn and get used to. So it's not easy, man. It's not easy being asked to play this type of type of hockey and then asked to play this type of hockey, play, play a defensive style, play an offensive style. You know, you saw under Phil Housley, he was, you know, he was not on a leash with Phil, you know, granted. Yeah. It hurts you a little bit defensively, but you saw how good he could be offensively under Phil Housley. And then you go from Phil Housley to a guy like Ralph Kruger, who really just cut his nuts off and just neutered him, uh, made him, it took all the great things away. Uh, out of his game that we love, like love so much about, uh, about Rasmus Dahlin. So with that being said, like, you know, I am not at all like, like worried about Rasmus Dahlin anymore. And if there's anything that you could take from how Dahlin has emerged to be one of the better defensemen in the, in the league and the more dynamic and one of more like fun to watch defensemen in the league, just one thing you want to take from that is know that Owen power is really close to being here. The, uh, they're getting ready for the national national tournament, and when that's over, like it's speculated that he is going to sign almost immediately with Buffalo, and he will play games for the Sabers this year. That was like per Elliot Freeman, and I have some friends over at Michigan too. Uh, you know, I've had him on the podcast. Who goalies one Mike uh, already, and um, you know, uh, through those friends, like it's almost a guarantee he's going to sign. So, uh, I mean, I'm not saying I'm breaking news. Oh, he's definitely going to sign. But I've been told that, like, it's almost inevitable that he will sign once uh, his college season is over with, that he's ready to make the jump. And, yeah, I cannot wait. And if there's, like, again, you have Rosses Donnelly and how well he's been able to develop in just this one season, less than a season, if you think about under Don Granado, just imagine what he's going to do with Owen Power. I, 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 I am through the roof excited with what's to come with those two and um, other players too, like Dylan cousins, man, just really like immersion to just be a really good, uh, just 200 foot hockey player, a physical force out there. You know, we don't need him to be out there fighting and, and whatnot, but he's, you know, he makes his presence known every single shift in some way, shape or form. And that's what Sabres hockey is. That's what I grew up watching. That's the kind of hockey I grew up watching, like guys like Dylan Cousins, who made you afraid to go into a corner to go get a loose puck. That's what I love. That's what I loved about Sabres hockey growing up. Um, we always didn't have the most elite players on the team, but you know what? You had te- you had players that teams were afraid to come and play against. It's a fact. Guys like Bobby Bootner, Brad May, Rab- Rob Ray, Barnaby, Dixon Ward. Uh, you know these guys that just made you afraid to come to Buffalo, Marie Midland Arena. You know, for first 
Niagara Bank, HSBC, whatever the hell they were, you know, all the different names this arena has been over the years. But they made you afraid to play here. And that's the kind of feel I'm starting to get. Not afraid, but teams aren't, you know, they're not just coming into Buffalo thinking it's going to be a cakewalk anymore. You know, this is your third win in a row. Five and six. Like, don't call it a winning streak, but it's a winning streak. That's three in a row, man. Like this, like we can be excited about this hockey team. It's finally okay to be excited about a Buffalo Sabres hockey team. And I am through the roof excited. Um, you know, I, I kept my end of the bargain after they won in the Heritage Class. I bought my Alex Tuck Heritage Class jersey. In the comments, I wrote, slap a C on that sweater because he's going to be the captain. Hopefully they do. We'll see. But uh, that being said, guys, you gotta, we already got, we got a line of comments here. Uh, Chris Dirk, let's go Buffalo three in a row, baby. Bring on Ovi and the Capitals. Absolutely, man. I am ready for possibly the best goal scorer to ever live. Not, not, not possibly. He is the best goal scorer to ever live. I am ready for the Capitals. Bring them on. Uh, Rakeen Davis, uh, they are getting better and better. Absolutely. Carson Gates, Gatesy. I can't believe we've been missing out on this for a decade. I know, right? <laughs> uh, and a great save by Anderson and OT, though. That shot from Crosby was going to go in. Absolutely, man. Like, I mean, Anderson has just been an absolute gem, right? Like, it's hard to believe he's playing at this level uh, at 40 years old. About to be 41, right? We keep talking about his age. He doesn't seem like he's 40, does he? Uh, and also, Rakeen, I was hoping for a Thompson hat trick again. I mean, who was it, man? I mean, he was on Hattie Watch. Chris Dirk, Biz was drowning himself in pick Whitney. TNT going for 30. And uh, Tuck brings it home. Let's go, Buffalo. Absolutely, man. And then Paramount Pictures. I think the case with Dalian is he just uh, he is just a head case. Early in the year, his confidence was very low with the shorthanded goals given up, uh, but he's starting to feel it again. I mean, I agree, I disagree, but it's you know so much about the game of hockey is mental. Me being a goalie, man, like it's just as much mental as it is physical. The same thing me for a young defenseman like Dalian. Like if things aren't going your way, you start to. It's like that one. It's like that one quote uh, from the movie that replaces the Keanu Reeves. Uh, when they're asking in the locker room, what's your greatest fear? And or what, what are your biggest fears? And he said, quicksand. He said, because when you're in quicksand, like no matter what, it's like you're sinking by yourself and there's no way of getting out of it. It's the same way, same way when you get into that hole as an athlete, especially as like a goalie or a defenseman. Like it's hard to dig yourself out, out yourself, but you have to dig yourself out. And Darlene has done that. Darlene has dug himself out and he's playing out there with a ton of swagger. Um, there was a couple questions too. I saw. I just want to bring those up. There was a couple questions. Sorry, guys, for holding this up. Give me one second. Replies. There was another question on from Twitter. What was the best addition by subtraction for the Sabers in the last four years from Sabers Rumor Mill? Moving Risto, moving Eichel, losing Saboko, Saboka, or waving Dell can only pick one or Fire and Ralph. I would say all, all we all want to say Fire and Ralph, but uh, I'm gonna say moving Eichel because what the pieces we got back are directly affecting the roster right now. Um, the addition of Peyton Krebs and Alex Tuck have made a world of difference in this lineup, especially Alex Tuck on and off the ice. Um, I mean, the guy just speaks volumes and brings a positive culture to this locker room. And I said this so many times, it's hard to find somebody who was on the Vegas golden Knights that was traded from Vegas 
to Buffalo and had a smile that was jokerish ear to ear uh, at his opening press conference, talking about uh, always being a dream to play for this organization, wearing that jersey, growing up next to Tim Conley. You saw the pictures of him wearing his red alternate Sabres jersey, playing pond hockey. Uh, hard to find a guy like that that's going to bring that type of a positive vibe and a tough positive culture to your locker room, but he did it, and he is doing it. Um, so yeah, I would say the, you know, Jack Eichel being traded because the, 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 the return for him is paying dividends on this roster right now. And Peyton Krause has been so much fun to watch, right? So much fun. Uh, there was that, there was that tweet I saw earlier today. There was a poll down a bunch of C, uh, CHL players about who was the toughest player that season. Cause he did play in the CHL, uh, I believe this past year, um, who was the toughest player they played against? And the mo- the uh, the most uh, the player given the most answers was Peyton Krebs. They, they hated playing against him, and now that guy's the Buffalo Saber. How exciting is that? And that's not to mention again, you, got, you this isn't even your team makeup. We can be disappointed. So people can be disappointed with the lack of activity at the trade deadline, and rightfully so. Like I understand that I was disappointed because for like another fifteen games or how many games are left in the season, I've never really understood. Um, keeping guys like Eakin or Co- uh, Colin Miller around just because, you know, of the positive culture. I mean, if losing them for like the the, the remainder of the season is going to negatively affect your locker room that much, you got like a lot bigger problems than you know Cody Eakin or Colin Miller affect. You know, affect, you, know the, you, you get a lot bigger problems than that. But with that being said, like. Um, I just I, I can't stress it enough just how hard this team works and how resilient they are and the desire to win on the ice. Like I just it just gives me such late nineties or mid two thousands vibes. It really, really does. And I think we're on to something special. You got Quinn and Paterka in the pipeline ready to come up. Um that's that's another reason why I was kind of disappointed to to not see uh any um movement at the deadline was because you have those guys that want to come up and play, and I would have loved to see them get a few games in before making a run at a at a uh, a Calder Cup in the AHL. Because I think doing that is very important for those guys to go and play playoff games and go win a championship in the AHL. I think that's extremely important for that group. But I would still would have loved to see them get a few more NHL games up. So that's why another reason why I was a little disappointed because I just didn't see. I, I thought that getting these guys more NHL games would have been more important than just seeing Cody Eakin and Colin Miller for another couple for another month. Like it just didn't make much sense to me. That's just my opinion, though. Um, other other points uh, scoring for the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight was uh, Sidney Crosby goal and assist. We all saw that goal. Malkin kind of got lucky there from that with a goal and assist, and then Brian Russ with two assists. Jake Gensel with a uh with a goal tonight and then Chris Latang or not not Jake Gensel sorry Gensel had an assist tonight and then Latang with a goal Chris Latang has had himself quite a uh, impressive season guys he's got over 50 points he's almost on a point a game per player I'm looking up his numbers right now they're talking about it uh I, I heard it on a podcaster today he, he's got 53 points in 60 games. How or 61 games? How impressive is that for a guy who's been in the league? He's 34 right now. That's insanely impressive. Um, I can't stress that one enough. But 
Uh, and then I want to look up Crosby's numbers too, um, just for the just for the heck of it, because it is Sidney Crosby. Why not? I know this is a Sabres post game, but I mean, I'm just curious to see at the at his age where he is in his career, where Sidney Crosby is sitting right now uh, at points for the season. I think he said he had 25 goals, 24, 25 goals on the season. Um, I would say that was his 23rd goal of the night, 65, 66 points in 53 games. This guy doesn't miss his stuff, does he? Like, I know a lot of people hate Sidney Crosby, you know, for the whining and complaining early in his career and, you know, maybe feeling slighted that year of the draft lottery because you wanted him to be a Buffalo Sabre so bad. I was one of them. But this guy, just he just doesn't slow down, does he? And it's just kind of a shame that he dealt with so many injuries and the concussions in his career because who knows what his point total will be at. Probably around 1,600 points, honestly, 1,600 or 1,700. He's just getting ready to touch uh, his 1,400th point. Uh, 11 shy of that right now, but uh, I was just curious to see uh, where those guys sat. Um, <coughs> excuse me, sat uh, in the stand uh, in the standings at least for individual stats. Next game, uh, again, is the Capitals. Let me take a quick look here to see when they play the Capitals. They play the Washington Capitals. Uh, Friday, March 25th at 7 p.m. And their next game is that isn't until Monday. They play the Blackhawks. Um, it, I don't know if anyone watched that during the uh, during the uh, the inter one of the intermissions too. Uh, will or not? Uh, when they were interviewing Patrick Kane before their game, which is being played right now. Yes, which one of you is the first to go? Uh, you know, you or Taves? He was kind of kidding, but it was like a real awkward question to ask him, like. Uh, way to, you know, didn't really know how to answer that. Like, cause that is, that's probably like, you know, you know, something that gets talked a lot about in Chicago, not just in Chicago, but in the NHL world. Like, what are you thinking, dude? Why are you asking that? And why do they bring that? I, he's like Mr. Toronto Maple Leaf. Like I, I, why, why, why are we sitting here pumping Toronto's tires during the intermission report of his Sabres Penguins game? It made zero sense to me. It was like, it was like their clap back for us beating them in the heritage classic. Like why? Like, but because they, they, they introduced these ugly as shit jerseys, I, I don't mind like the black, the black with the blue. That's okay. But the reversible yellow is butt ass ugly. Like so terrible. Like Justin Bieber should just stick to cutting records, man, because that no, no, thank you. Or making Timbits. So that being said, we have another, uh, another comment here. I am loving this new energy. The young guys are playing with absolutely. I said, I said it earlier, man, like, they know how much this means to the fans. And I'm telling you right now, the more and more they win and play that way, even if they lose while playing that way, that that arena will start to fill up more. People will start coming to the games. And you guys better make sure that on RJ night, that arena is full capacity. And we're making the walls shake because that team is going to need as much energy and motivation that we as fans can provide them to get a W on RJ night when they raise that banner up to the, up to the rafters. Because uh, if there's any guy that deserves a win on a night like that, it's Rick Jenneret because, and by the way, guys, make sure you're following train direct sports. They're doing the uh, best of Buffalo bracket right now. And our Rick Jenneret is one of the, one of the options to vote on. And I don't care. I know Josh Allen's in there, but Josh Allen's going to be here forever. Like he'll be in this bracket bunch more. 
make sure you guys get on there and vote and hammer Rick Janaret as much as you can because with any guy that deserves to win that bracket more, it is Rick Janaret. So let's make sure that guy gets the W. Um, don't talk shit about God bluff, bro. I have no idea. Steve, that's producer. I have no idea what you're talking about, dude. No clue. I, I'll, I'll plead ignorance there. Is there a chance that the team could push for a 500 record? Absolutely there is. I mean, with that win tonight, um, they move to – hold on. With that win tonight, let's see here. They move to – where is the Atlantic division? I think it, they're either 23 and 33 or 24 and 33. I'm not sure if this has been updated yet, but if they're 24 and 30, they're absolutely, you know, within have a chance at, you know, hitting, at hitting a 500 record. Why not? They're beating and competing with some of the best teams in the league right now. I mean, why not? I mean, I said it in the pregame show with the crossing swords pregame show. Like, why not? Like, there's no reason they can't go four and one the next five. Fuck it. Go five and oh, gives a shit. I am excited, guys. Um, this game was so much fun to watch from start to finish. They played so well in all three areas of the ice, the uh, defensive, neutral, and offensive zone. They played great in front of, in front of both nets. Uh, they were finishing their checks. Um, there were a couple times, I'm not going to mention their names, where I think I, you know, there was an opportunity to finish a check, but I'm not going to nitpick because that would be nitpicking. Uh, but, I mean, they were, for the most part, finishing their checks, playing physical, uh, getting chances and really controlling the tempo of this game. And yet again, they did give up three leads, but they were resilient. They didn't like, they maybe played on their heels for a total of maybe eight to 10 minutes during this game. But for the most part, they really controlled the tempo and they took it to Pittsburgh. Uh, and, and again, again, a team that's, you know, they went out and got Ricard Raquel to try and increase their firepower going into the playoffs. And you know what? They lost. These are important games. They like teams like Pittsburgh can't afford to lose these games. And, <coughs> heading into playoffs, not just for standings, but just for momentum purposes. So losing a game like this to Buffalo, that hurts. That definitely, definitely, definitely hurts. Uh, it may not be a division game there in the Metro, but still it, it's a, it, it's a, it's a loss that hurts them. Uh, with that being said, guys, it is almost 1130 and uh, I am cooked. I am absolutely gassed. Um, I am so happy and grateful you guys came to hang out with me. Uh, if you, if you like what you see, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit like, leave a comment. It really does help us a lot. Uh, and make sure you follow us at Two Goalies One Mike, at my own handle at Dwayne S39, at Trainwreck Sports. And remember, this is brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case over on Georgia Boulevard. Get over there. Tell them Two Goalies One Mike from Trainwreck Sports sent you. Uh, I'm not sure they'll give you a discount or anything like that, but they'll say, hey, you know, whatever. Uh, but again. I'll hang up and listen. You guys have a great night, and let's go Sabres. Hey, everybody. This is Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike, a show where we give you a behind-the-mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, hey, Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we bring in coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwrecksports.com or the Dean Blundell Podcasting Network. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen.
Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.